0: Blog talk
1: Radio. What's going on, folks? It is your boy, Long Beach Joe, and I am back at it, back at it, back at it again, all right? <laughs> and let me tell you, we're here to talk, you know. Season's officially over for the New York Jets. Uh, we've lost to the Bills as well, 27-10. to 10. We ended up 4-13, and 13, but we showed quite a bit. We did. Um, there's a lot to discuss about the upcoming game. We're going to do a little bit of roster evaluation as well. We're going to talk about some players too. Who were you impressed by? You know, what are your thoughts about Zach Wilson's season? We're going to discuss it all. Salutes to the Savages in the chat as well. Sko, Brian, Seal, Guy, Don D. Salutes to y'all. Again, the lines are open, 515 We got a lot to discuss today, all right? So I'm going to go ahead and get into it. Listen, I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search the Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on the Long Beach Joe Show. Listen, your boy's on iTunes, man. You know what I'm saying? If you have not followed the show on iTunes, go on iTunes, search The Long Beach Joe Show, subscribe to the podcast, and leave me some feedback, man. You know what I'm saying? Salutes to everybody that gives me those five-star ratings. I truly appreciate it. Give me some five-star ratings and give me some feedback in those comments. Let me know what you folks think about my show and what I'm doing over here. Salutes, again, to everyone that has already done that. I read those, and it keeps me, you know what I'm saying, keeps me going. That's why I do this. I do this to connect with the people. I do this to touch the people. I do this. To get in, in contact with folks, and I want to see what y'all think about what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Listen, your boys also on Twitter as well, young J00 again, Young J00. Go ahead and follow me. I'll follow you right back. All right? The show's page as well is at The Long Beach Joe. Go ahead and follow that page, follow you right back. Listen, you want to talk football. That's where you can talk football with me. My link tree is also in the bio of both of those pages. You can follow me across my social media. And don't forget either, we live stream the show, okay? A lot of dudes be hiding, you know what I'm saying? But I got a face made for TV. I'm just just saying. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying. I got a face made for TV. So if you want to see your boy, you know what I'm saying, you want to see me live in action, you want to see this handsome face, go to YouTube, search Long Beach Joe Jets, Long Beach Joe Jets. Subscribe, hit that notification bell. You'll get a notification when we live stream the show. And you can see me do my thing live. And salutes to all the savages in the chat as well. Why? They're savage. Well, I call my chat the savages. All right? So all of y'all listening on Blog Talk, that's how you can tune in live to the show as well. So it's time to get into it, folks, because we got quite a bit to discuss. Okay? Quite a bit to discuss. Also as well, don't forget, to. We hit that link to rejoin my Discord. My Discord's up there as well. So as we get on into it, again, 515 is the number. Lines are hot. We'll get to everybody tonight. But I want to talk a little bit about the New York Jets losing to the Bills. The Bills beat the Jets 27-10, to 10, all right, 27-10. And before this game, we did a pre-show, and I talked to a lot of people, all right, And one of the things that we all knew is that, hey, the New York Jets were coming into this game with a lot of injuries. We knew that. We had injuries along our wide receiver core. We had injuries along our, uh, you know, our offensive line. We knew that we were missing our left tackle. We know Makai Beck has been gone. We know Fence, you know, also dealing with the injury as well. Connor McGovern's out. And I had big questions about protection. Also had some questions about some of the targets, some of the weapons that – Zach was going to be throwing two out there, you know? Again, with Braxton Berrios being out in this game, we all knew that Corey Davis, he's been on IR. Elijah Moore, we were hoping at some point that he would come back, but nope, he was out as well. And the New York Jets offense went out there, and things just did not look too good, okay? Outside of, you know, the big play, a 40-yard bomb, 40-yard TD catch from Zach Wilson to Cole, the offense was stunned the entire day. The New York Jets offense had 53 total yards of offense for the game. I'm going to say it again, 53 total yards of offense for the game. <laughs> that, that, that was what it was, okay? That was it. Zach Wilson was sacked nine times in this game, nine. He was sacked nine times. And I I, I specifically asked a lot of people, hey, are you concerned about the protection issues? And people were like, no, we're not worried. I had some people even tell me that they weren't concerned about the Bills' pass rush because they felt like the Bills didn't have any pass rush. Well, boy, oh, boy, were you surprised. So those guys got after it. He was sacked nine times. The New York Jets offense only had four first downs the entire game. Only four. So... (laughs) As you can clearly see, the Bills were very dominant defensively against us. Some of the other guys as well that struggled offensively for us, Denzel Mims, that was a guy we talked about coming into this game as well. We said, hey, we got all these weapons out. All the, basically, all our top wide receivers are out. This guy should be able to shine out there. Denzel Mims ended this season in the final game for us. He ended the season with zero yards and zero catches. I think he only had two targets. I'm going to get people's thoughts on him tonight because as much as I love Denzel Mims, this season, this entire season for him, it doesn't look like it's boding well for him going forward, okay? <laughs> it doesn't look like things are going to look too well about him sticking with the Jets. So I want to hear from people's thoughts on that. But it was a really tough day for the offense. Honestly, we were kind of helped out by the Bills' issues with special teams. Their, punting, their punter was having some issues. And we kind of benefited from some of the field position that we were able to get, but boy, oh boy, <laughs> did this offense struggle. Then you look at the defense and the defense was phenomenal. The defense is what truly kept the New York Jets into this game. It was like 10 to 13 going into the, in the third quarter. It was only 10 to 13. All right. You had guys flying around out there, man. C.J. Mosley making plays, Eccles Hall making plays. There was a lot of question marks about us matching up with the Bills, specifically in coverage, because everybody was worried about Stephon Diggs, completely understandable. Stephon Diggs had nine catches for 81 yards and one TD. Now, we didn't completely shut him down, but it wasn't like the dude had, you know, 150, 160, and three TDs. I think that Hall and Eccles did a solid job on Diggs. They also flustered Josh Allen for quite a bit of time, quite a bit of time in this game as well. Josh Allen was looking like the Josh Allen of old for a, uh, quite a bit of time in this football game because the Jets' defense was all over him. The New York Jets' defense for five, three and outs throughout three quarters. and Josh Allen was inaccurate. He wasn't accurate at times during this game, and the defense was making plays, man. The defense really made plays. Pinnock was out there flying around, out, out there flying around as well, played really good too. So... Hats off to the Jets' defense. Things didn't really get pushed out of, you know, out of reach for the New York Jets until, honestly, in the fourth quarter when Singletary was able to get those two touchdowns in the fourth quarter, which kind of put us away. I think he got his first uh, first touchdown at like, the eight-minute mark, and the second one was, like, the three-minute mark. And, of course, the Bills fans went crazy. They're celebrating. They got their AFC East title, you know, so they're the, the AFC East winner. They're at the top of the division yet again. This is another team that we're going to be competing with for years to come. Because again, they built the correct way. They actually started their rebuild after us, and they're competing way before we were. Because their rebuild is, you know, is pushed through. They were able to draft Josh Allen, surround him with talent, surround him with an offensive line that can protect them, and they've been able to, you know, put things together. So they're competing. Some people have them picked as a Super Bowl winner. But to watch this team, this young team, full of injuries, dude, full of injuries, and, again, salutes to all the savages in the chat from Toots to NY Jets, FL, Daniel Roberts, salute to all of you. This young team go out there and fight the way that they fought against this Bills team, this team full of injuries, faced up against a playoff, you know, a, a contender for the Super Bowl, a, a team that everyone believes is going to make a big-time push in the playoffs. To watch them go out there and fight the way that they did and put up the punch, throw the punches, throw those hooks, jabs, uppercuts, body slam, people doing whatever they had to do to compete at that level and put up that kind kind of fight against the Bills, I thought was amazing. Of course, the offense stuttered, but watching the defense go out there and play that way was unbelievable. There's a lot of things that came from this game, the gutsy performance of the New York Jets team, and not just the team, not just the players on the field, because everybody talks about that a lot. Can we start talking about our coaching staff, start talking about one of the most important parts of this rebuild, right? Because we've seen in the past, coaching is instrumental (laughs) in the proper rebuilding plan. We fired Todd Bowles because he wasn't the guy. We got Adam Gaze the hell out of here because he wasn't the guy. Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We got him out of here fast because he wasn't the guy either. And then we bring in Sella. We bring in Lafleur, We bring in Alvarez. We bring in these guys, and they're able to show you that they can do what it takes to continue forward with the rebuilding process for the New York Jets. They can help this young team progress and get better. They can put these young players in positions to make plays. They can groom and mature young players and get the best out of them, have them hit their ceiling and push past it. That is unbelievably important because when you have coaches that can get the most out of the talent that you draft – that's the point of the whole rebuild. <laughs> if you have a player or if you have a coach like Adam Gaze that is going to stunt the growth of your young players, you'll never get out that rebuild. That's why we had issues. It wasn't just the guy drafting McCagnan; We got his ass out of here too. It wasn't just him. Also, the horrific coaching. It was also building a winning culture that was instrumental as well, and coaching has a lot to do with that too. And we're seeing that Sulla. We're seeing that the guys that we brought in, they have that in them. There's been mistakes here and there throughout the season, but we've seen them turn things around, get it together, and continue to go out there and have this team push and give every single piece of effort that they have. So we're going to be talking about that tonight. We're also going to be talking about, you know, a little bit of a team evaluation. I want to get your thoughts on a couple of players on the team. Again, 515 602 515 is the number. Call in. I am taking all callers. We're getting to everybody, all right? So we're about to get to the lines. Again, if you have not, please like the stream. Also subscribe if you have not subscribed, and hit that notification bell, all right? If you want to hit me in the Cash App, it's there, or right there at the bottom of the screen. Also, if you want to hit the Super Chat, it's right there at the top of the screen. Anything you give to the, to the program is greatly appreciated. So first caller we're going to get to. We're going to get to my guy, Chris, man. My guy, Chris, brings the fire. He always starts off hot. Salutes to you, Chris. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Chris, give me your thoughts on this Jets loss to the Bills. How are you feeling about it? And what are your thoughts about the Jets' offensive struggles in this game?
2: First, I want to get all my Jet fans to stand up and go to J-E-T-S, J-E-T-S, J-E-T-S.
1: That's what I'm talking about. Let's go.
2: Guys, everyone listening in, you know we got to start off this this show with our energy because the season is over, Mm -hmm. but there is so much hope to look forward to. Joe, to start off with your question, how did I feel about this loss? It was hard to watch, but we got to look at the positives out here. We knew that the Bills Mm -hmm. were coming in, playing hot for a playoff position, going for the number one seed of the division. And let me just say – seeing the defense come out here showing that they were not done, proving to the fans and to the coaching staff and to themselves that they are quality players. We all know how the year started off with the defense. It started off Mm -hmm. really hot, and then all the way through, it started to dim down, and we saw the offense starting to pick up. But the defense wanted to show, hey, we are still in it. And they kept Josh Allen and his offense to – multiple stops on on de on, on downs and everything. So I'm really proud mm-hmm. to see the defense really show up here. And one thing I asked is that we wouldn't we wouldn't win this game, but I wanted to see a fight and Zach Wilson did one thing we all wanted. No interceptions. This kid finished mm-hmm. off the season hot. This kid finished yep. off saying I'm not gonna go out looking like I'm still nothing. I wanna show people I can do it. And when he took shots he took shot after shot, even with players that were fifth to six stringers. I'm disappointed mm-hmm. that some of these players that we've been wanting to have this opportunity didn't show up, but Zach Wilson, what a strategist. What a man to take over the field. And you know what? I still see character building. I still see a guy who's not selfish and not trying to be all up in what the media be talking about. Don't know what they're saying because I see something different. But we only know that the true Jet fans and the true Jet media like yourself, Joe, and every other YouTuber out there be speaking the truth. Speak the truth out there. Speak it to all the Jet fans because we know that we've got a plan forward. Oh, man, I'm loving this season, this coming up season, man.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: I mean, you're talking facts
1: right now, Chris. You're spitting some hot takes. So when you look at this game, just to just to talk a little bit more about it, one of the things that I saw and I was concerned with was the nine sacks. Okay, Zach Wilson was getting hit constantly. How concerned were you watching this game that he might get himself injured, or the, you know, this offensive line might allow him to get injured with all the hits that he was taking in this game?
2: It was definitely concerning seeing him try to show and implicate that he was still a mobile quarterback, but just knowing that this offensive line the amount of injuries we had gone through. And we all we all pretty much predicted it. And if you kind of watch the video, you could see that Zach himself, every time he took a snap, he was already in motion of escaping. I think it was already pre, pre-assured and pre-planned from the beginning that Matt LaFleur probably talked to Zach Wilson on the side saying, listen, there's more than likely <laughs> a chance this offensive line is going to break up. So do whatever you can not to get caught. Try to make good decisions, yeah. but no matter what, try to land yourself right. And if you watch how Zach Wilson kept trying to protect the ball, but also try to take a hit, but also position himself as he took the hit, you kind mm-hmm. of could pre-predict that Zach Wilson was ready for a really for a rough ride this game. Uh, but you, but yeah. you're still, but still, I'm still happy he came out. He came out not limping. He didn't come out saying I got a sore arm or a busted up shoulder or a concussion or anything. The kid fought his way through. And, and, again, just like I said, this kid is showing such leadership, saying, hey, it's not on my offense. It's not on my offensive line. It's not on my receivers. It doesn't matter who I'm throwing to or who's protecting me. I got to be a better quarterback to show that I can play this game. It's on me. What? Character we got here, man. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. Let, let me just say that. Yeah, there we go.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and you're talking about that, Chris. You're talking about this guy really showing Moxie guts out there. I don't like seeing him get hit a lot, but you know it is what it is. So for you, when you look back at this at this season so far, because again, Joe Douglas even came out and talked about how he needs to become a better GM going into the off season. He needs to make some moves to ensure that the roster and the talent and the results kind of step up for this football team. But I think a big part of that is Zach Wilson and his grooming and his maturing. We've seen a lot of him, you know, go on during this season. What is your evaluation, looking back at the rest of the season, of Zach Wilson at this point? What are some of the things you think he needs to work on? What are some of the things that surprised you as the season continued going forward with him?
2: One thing for sure as far as if we're focusing on Zach and what we, look, what we want him to work for this off season, I think it's a big note that both – Robert Sala and Michael Fleur mentioned it in their last conference that Zach Wilson needs to take a little break, you know, probably take Mm -hmm. his mindset and calm himself and reevaluate himself as a person to uh, enjoy life. Because now that the season's over, he did come from college into the NFL, nonstop work. Now he solidified his position. He solidified his work ethic and has shown everything. So take a break. I definitely am looking forward to knowing the progress. I think he's going to put himself down in uh, the, the playbook. Uh, he's definitely mm-hmm. – you love to hear that um, he's going to keep communication between both his offensive uh, coach and his quarterback coordinator – uh, but I've, I, I actually have a question for you about this, Joe. Because I thought I heard about yeah. this, and I'm not sure if maybe I'm misunderstanding. But I always thought that the that the trainer that the quarterback would have off the off season, if they mm-hmm. if the team were to sign his trainer, technically the mm-hmm. the the player could no longer train with him during the off season if still employed and such. So that's what's something I was curious about. Because a lot of people told me, well. Mm-hmm. It's great that he got hired, but now he won't be able to work mm-hmm. with him. But then I hear news that he's going to be working with him still. So what, what's, the, what's mm-hmm. the feeling on that? What's the info that maybe I'm missing well, here?
1: I know that there was a lot of like a lot of confusion as far as how long he was even going to be staying on the staff. So that could because I, I think you're talking about John Beck, his uh, his quarterback guy. So that could be a big a big thing uh, going forward. Maybe Beck isn't you know contracted with them past this season or maybe there's something within the contract that you know states that you know after the season's done he can go off and do whatever he wants to do, because again Beck does train other guys but you know also you can look at it this way too Zach Wilson could go find other guys as well to train with uh, I think it was Carson Palmer used to train a lot of quarterbacks I think he still does uh, I think his brother does as well so there's a lot of avenues and routes that he can go to continue to get better as a QB working with different guys but maybe again that could still be the guy, could be the guy that's going to continue to work with him going forward. So I think that that's something that will benefit him as well. We've seen a lot of quarterbacks do that. One of the guys, again, within the division, Josh Allen, talked about it, how he sat down with quarterbacks coaches one off season and they helped him rework his mechanics along with his, you know, his offensive staff. And he came back last season and was an MPB candidate. And he's looked like a completely different quarterback since – they sat him down and really been able to work on his mechanics mechanics in this league is huge. It's huge. And I think Mm -hmm. it's something that a lot of fans don't talk about or think about the second that you can get a quarterback that has solid mechanics that can go through progressions. Well, I'm telling you, it's a, it's a high percentage that they're going to be able to work out in this league. Mechanics is just the way you throw the football, how quickly you get the ball out of your hands. Your throwing motion matters a lot in this league. That's one of the, that's one of the big knocks right now When Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. His throwing motion is really long, and what happens? Cornerbacks, safeties, a lot of defenders in the NFL are able to look at him, see where he's throwing the football, and get there. You're playing top-level athletes. One second, a tenth of a second in the NFL – it's big.
2: <laughs> it's huge
1: when you yeah. got guys. I got it. Out I got it. Since, you seasons, Lawrence, since
2: you brought up Trevor Lawrence, since you brought up Trevor Lawrence, I got to bring this Go up, ahead. man. I'm kind of loving it. Look, since you brought up Trevor Lawrence, how about the fact that everyone is now boasting about this kid again after beating the mm-hmm. Colts? What, the out of all the teams that these Jaguars beat, <laughs> that was anything. <laughs> it was the Colts. And now everyone's yeah. like, "Oh, Trevor Lawrence." And you know what? I'm okay with it because I want people to not pay attention to us. I want people mm. to not put the, put the, uh, the light spot on us right now, because I want us to be a real big surprise. We've now got the coaching mm. staff onto the, into the, um, the recess uh, bowl, senior bowl.
0: Yeah. And the
2: last time we ever went there, we had a coaching staff. We had the sack exchange opportunity of drafting some of the greatest defensive linemen. in. NFL mm. history, and I have a real good feeling about this. Joe Douglas has got a schemy little plan here, and I have mm-hmm. never been more happy. Can we not – can I not get a bunch of likes and cheers for how the, how the GM and the coaching staff look so well-blended together? Have you ever seen yeah. such a well-rounded group right now? Such respect Listen. and hope for this future.
1: Listen, Chris. Listen, I'm telling you, and again, like you said as well, them going to the Senior Bowl, I was going to talk about as well as the show continues, them going to the Senior Bowl and being able to touch and talk to those players and get real in-depth insight within those, within those players' psyche, the ways that they play things that they could end up doing within their scheme is huge for us, and I like that they did that. I truly like that. Now, my next question for you, Chris, my final question for you is when you look at some of the roster building that's gone on, you know, Joe Douglas, again, has talked about being a better GM. We got a free agency coming. We got a big draft coming as well. When you look at our past draft, our last draft, the 2021 draft, what rookie to you impressed you the most from this most recent draft?
2: I would have to say any of the rookies right now, my biggest surprise has to be Elijah verchucker But – And and I'm just super proud to know that the risk that Joe Douglas took to move upward really this season exceeded exceeded the fundamental fact that he made the right choice because I would be majorly disappointed knowing that he could have been taken sooner after seeing this season. Elijah Vera Tucker, what an amazing player he's been! Uh, you can and you just look forward to seeing how he has done with George Fant. You want to know yep. what can be, and you just have a big imagination. I'm gonna let you go, George. Hey, J
0: E T.
1: Listen, salutes to Chris. We're going to keep getting to these lines. He brought the fire early. We're going to keep it moving. Again, 515 602 515-602-9639. Call in. Please be patient. We'll get to everybody. Next, I'm going to my guy, 973-973. We're coming directly to you. Salutes to you, my friend. I want you to give me your thoughts on this loss to the Bills, 27-10, to How'd you feel about the New York Jets offense going out there and only getting four first downs the entire game? What offense?
3: That was offense? Uhhuh, oh, boy. That was that was that was
4: offense.
3: I'm not surprised by the result of the game to be honest. I mean it is against Buffalo. Yeah. And we play up there in, in the middle of the frozen tundra. Well, their version actually of their frozen tundra. I didn't expect much of it at all. I I expected them to lose. But I expect the mm-hmm. anemic performance of, of offense. Uh no, that was even too much too for that. I mean really we should have put <laughs> some kind of offensive you know, numbers there, but, and nine and nine sacks. I mean, that was that was not a game. It could have been a lot worse. It could have been forty seven or fifty seven a ten, 10 with the way they were going. Luckily <laughs> it was only that you know, it was what it was. But absolutely yeah. pathetic. It was one of the worst games of all year. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I look Ugh. at the situation. I look at the situation. I said to myself, we came in with a lot of injuries. We all knew that. Yes. You know, there were some things going on, uh, again, along our offensive line. But I look at the situation and I say, okay, Zach went out there and did the best that he could do. Again, we only had 53 yards of offense the entire game, but Zach had no turnovers. Zach went out there and played as best as he could with no protection. He was running around for his life, couldn't really do anything. Mm-hmm. And to me, that shows growth because, again, earlier in the season, we saw Zach force a lot of footballs when he was under pressure. We saw a four-interception game against New England, and we were like, what the heck is going on out here? So my question for yeah. you is, when you look at this entire season, what is your evaluation of Zach Wilson up until this point?
3: Well, he, needs a lot. he needs a lot of work. I mean, he's, he's, Well, he's like a good work in progress. But very inconsistent. It was fine during preseason. It was fine during his first game, but he kind of felt he kind of fell off, you know, as the season wore on. I mean, he needs he needs a lot of work. You know, coach, coaching needs to get better. He needs um, the offense really definitely needs to get better. I mean, I think with you know that uh, Zach can get better. I mean, he's not like uh, the previous quarterback, which was a complete joke, I and mean, he's doing worse for Carolina. <laughs> so you know, we can't say it's that bad. I mean, 4-13, and I wish it was going to be better, you know, well, it was better than last season, but, you know, still not up to where I would like it to be.
5: Mm-hmm. I mean, if we yeah. get seven Listen, wins next
3: year, that'll be, that'll be an improvement.
1: Yeah, look, I, I completely understand that. So, when you talk about improvement, again, we were 4-13, and like you said as well. What are your thoughts on the job that Joe Douglas has done building this roster so far, and what do you think he mm-hmm. needs to do this offseason? How do you think he should attack the offseason?
3: I think he needs to go out and find more of um more better players. You know, depending on what we can get in the draft, I mean, because that, cause that's gonna, you know, uh, hopefully help us. You know, with our staff, with our lab next season, we need to get good. Mm-hmm. We need to get good draft picks. We need to get you know, especially in the running game. That has been our biggest problem. The running game is our biggest problem.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: That's what yeah. we need. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. Our lack of running game but is. But does anybody problem, so... that?
3: No, of course not.
1: <laughs> so when you look at this recent yeah. draft that we've had because when you talk about getting good players and drafting guys and bringing them in what player outside of zach wilson to you has had the biggest impact on the new york jets football season mm. that's a tough one really you know i mean i mean there's some, make some... elijah vera tucker yeah. elijah moore Michael Carter. There's some guys in this draft. Who I would, do you think? I, I thought exactly. With, I
3: would go with Elijah.
1: I would go with Elijah. Elijah Moore or Elijah Vera. Elijah Moore. Okay. Okay. Why do you think that?
3: No, I I've seen Elijah play this season, and he's and he's looked like he was, I think, one of the best players on the team. I'm, you know, watching him play, I really like his I really like his performance this year. Mm-hmm. Zach yeah, has to work yeah. on. I mean, Zach has, Zach has to work on. You know, not getting uh, sacked so much and you know, injuries, because, you know, we don't want to see that what happened with our previous quarterback. Yeah, absolutely.
1: I mean, you're bringing the heat, man. I ain't going to lie to you. You're bringing the heat. Man. Again, I want to thank him for calling in. We're going to keep moving to the lines. Again, 515 602 515 is the number. Call in. But before we get to that, my guy, True Senate, I want to thank him with the big donation. I said I want to thank True Senate with the big donation. Salutes to True, man. I want to thank you again for giving to the platform. I greatly appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? This is what we do it for. We're all about it. And we're going to keep on moving. So, so again, salutes to you, True Senate. Salutes to you, my friend. So we're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, 515 602 515 is the number. Call in. We're talking about it all. We're talking Jets Bills. We're talking, you know, Joe Douglas. We're talking Robert Seller. We're even talking about, you know, the coaches that got fired. You know, Matt Nagy, gone. Zimmer, gone. Fangio, gone. Joe Judge, he's gone, too. They even fly – this Dolphins even fired Florence. I mean, come on, man. Like, you know, we got a lot to talk about tonight. So we're going to get to the next call. My guy, Jason. Jason, you're coming up. Salute to Jason. Jason always brings hot takes. Salute to you, Jason. Listen, Jets just got beat by the Bills. Give me your thoughts on Zach Wilson
6: being sacked nine times in this game, man. What are your thoughts on that? Well, um, to be honest, it it sucks, but with all injuries on offensive linemen, we're going down to second day string, and against a Buffalo that's good at pass rushing, you know, it, mm-hmm. it it's to be expected, you know, when yeah. it just it sucked. But hey, you know what? We he made through it. You know, we made some good plays. We made some good improvement, and be we'll be stronger for next year. Yeah, yeah, we will. I
1: mean, that's. There was some issues there clearly along the offensive line. And I talked to a lot of people. They didn't want to hear it. I was telling people, listen, Buffalo's got some guys that can get after it. And again, with all the things that we got going on, all these moving parts, you know, <laughs> we've got to, we've got to, you know, be worried about what's going to go on here. And we saw, you know, Connor McDermott struggle. We saw the offensive line really struggle with the heat that the, that the uh, bills are bringing. I mean, we only had four first downs the entire game, 53 total yards of offense. It's kind of crazy, man, but my next question for you is one of the guys that we were looking to make a play in this game that really didn't do anything was Denzel Mims. What are your thoughts about him at this point, man? And do you think that he's a guy that could end up being gone in the offseason?
6: Well, um, well, speaking um just looking at Denzel Mims, um, like before, every, a lot of Judge friends had high hopes for him that like he was going to be this great receiver. And mm-hmm. at the beginning, it looked like he was gonna be that receiver, but um, it just hasn't turned out to be like that, and it sucked because we. I wish he would been. I wish he would be good, or uh, great, but it just seems like it might not work out here. You know, we may ship mm-hmm. him off this off season, and you know maybe he just needs someone else new. You know maybe just we. It just just need need new uh, new partner. You know it just need new team. Yeah. It looks like yeah. we're just going to look forward because it just ain't working out with this coaching
1: staff. Yeah, yeah. listen, man, I get it. So when you look at this roster right now, because, you know, Joe Douglas is still working to put it together. He even said himself, he feels like he needs to do a better job going forward, you know, bettering the talent on this roster. Outside of Zach Wilson, man, what rookie from this recent draft class, this past one we just had, what rookie you think has had the biggest impact this season for us?
6: Well, you know, there there there's so many with this this uh, this um this rookie class has been something special for us. Um going mm-hmm. to the QB, going to the left tackle, I mean the left guard and the left tackle. Um he's mm-hmm. been he's been amazing. And just um the safeties we've drafted um Actually no, it's TV. Sorry, um, Michael Colla. All of them have they just been they've been they've been good. You know they've been learning and all that. But I have to give credit yeah. to Michael Colla. Every weekend, week mm. out, every time he plays, you see flashes of he could be something special. And I, mm. I haven't seen a lot of people say this, but you know I think Michael Colla could be something special going forward. He could turn into a true number one for us.
1: Yeah, I mean. Listen, Carter Carter is a guy, you know, that has definitely made plays. So when you look at right now, one of the things that we were looking at as well is kind of the second year guys, the guys we were looking to really take a step forward, we were kind of disappointed in Denzel Mims, but you also heard Joe Douglas talk about Makai Becton as well. He's looking forward to him coming back next season. Do you think when you look at Makai Becton, do you think the Jets draft strategy and free agency strategy could kind of change because they have to account for his issues with health and staying healthy?
6: Well, and um, and this factor in, like, um, I know a lot of people say he is an injury prone, but he seems to be getting injured the last two years. He he seems to be getting injured a lot. So I would, if I was Joe Douglas, I would have a backup plan just in case situations. If he does get hurt this year, now we mm-hmm. we have a plan, so if he does go down, we could be still all right. So if I was Joe Douglas, I would plan for a – have a third right tackle that can play just in case he gets hurt, you know. it's The first couple of years I would give him a pass because we don't expect him to be hurt, but now you just got a plan. Just have a yeah. right now.
1: Yeah, listen, I hear you. So my final question for you, Jason, because you're bringing the heat right now, what do you think is the biggest hole in the New York Jets roster at this point?
6: um no there, there there's a couple of ones some can say we can argue about um getting pressure to a quarterback just um our defense alignment hasn't been able to do that all season actually no, they did it a couple of times of games, but could they could say that some people say tight end. um but to be honest, I think our biggest thing for us is stopping the one is um our point seven mm. needs to be needs to get upgraded because We've been – Above pass people rush, people have been able to,
1: huh?
6: Above pass rush,
1: you think our issue stuff in the run is worse than our pass rush? It's it's
6: it, uh, it's up there. I I I probably would say the pass rush is probably okay. higher at this point. Okay. But like those are the three main things: tight end, um, pass rush, yeah. and the one defense. Those are the three things that need to be addressed this off season. Okay, okay, yeah, I can definitely. Listen, Jason, you brought the heat, man. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. Give my hand. Give my
1: hand. Yeah. Listen, Jason, you brought some heat tonight, man. It was good to hear from you again. I got to get back to these lines. You have yourself a good night, all right, my friend?
6: You have a wonderful night. Go Jets. Let's go. That's what I'm talking about. Go Jets. You already know
1: what time it is over here. <laughs> Again, we're going to keep getting to these lines, 515 Five one five six zero two nine six three nine 515 is the number. Call in. We are taking all callers. Again, when you call in, please be patient. We're getting to everybody tonight, and I know I have new callers. Please don't call in and hang up, call in and hang up, okay? When you do that, you will never be able to get on, okay? I can see you, okay? Just trust. I can see you. I will get to you. I want to hear your takes. And make sure, again, all my new callers, please make sure that your background is clear and good to go, all right? I know some of you work construction. You be on the jackhammer. You want to talk jets with your boy Joe, put the jackhammer down, all right, and walk down the block to a quiet space and talk to me, and then you can get back to your jackhammer, you know what I'm saying? But I need to hear you clearly, all right? That's all I'm saying. So next we're going to get back to these lines. Again, 515 602 515 is the number. Call in. Listen. I'm going to my guy, Mike from Bay Shore. Okay, this boy be coming in with the heat. Listen, Mike is a
0: savage.
1: What's What's
0: wrong with
7: Talk to me, Mike. Joe, twenty-seven, ten. Let me tell you something, Joe. The defensive line is
2: getting down. Mm. They don't know me, Talk. man. I ain't gonna no, no. listen, I don't want the goddamn flip box, I don't want a college
7: no. shirt. Let me tell no. you something, Joe. What's we're gonna raw? What's we're gonna Talk to me. Talk to me. Nine Let sacks. me tell I you
0: something, man. That,
1: man. Yeah. Nine sacks. Yeah. If anybody has something
7: to say to me, meet me, mm. 1423, Brooklyn Boulevard. Mm. Mm. Don't mm-hmm. Don't, don't, he's giving don't you the address. He's giving you the address. He's giving you
1: the address. You can meet him.
2: He's run, giving run, you run, run. Uh, run, run, looking oh. oh. at run, 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 war, bro. Oh. looking at Let's go, oh. bro. Let's go.
8: Stella has to get past that line. Let's do this. Let's do this, bro.
7: If anybody has to mm. come to follow me, meet me at Exit 42 Meet me at Exit 42 Mike, going to roll and
0: die?
1: That's what I'm talking about. If anyone has. For calling it. Listen, Mike talking that. Talk to
0: <laughs>
1: You want to meet him? He already told you where to meet him at. He already told you. We're getting back to these lines, 515 602 515 602 call in. Mike came in with the fire. He told you, Sulla got that defensive line rocking. He don't wear no damn flip-flops, man. Next, I'm going to my guy, CT. <laughs>
7: What's up?
2: You, What's up? Do you wear flip-flops? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Oh no, nah, I mean, I'm only in the, in the house. <laughs> only
8: in
5: the house. Yo, that dude, I couldn't
8: he
2: even tell what I he was saying. Only in the house.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we turning up tonight, man. We turning up. Come on. <laughs> Yo, it's like crazy. But I'm, I'm I'm way more happy now than I've been when uh, we lost with front Ryan Fitzpatrick with that record. Like, we lost four. We only won four games this year. But I'm more like, mm. positive now than I was when we lost to Ryan Fitzpatrick. It was, was like a 10-win season or something. Like, it's just crazy right now. The culture has changed and shifted, um, and it keeps on getting better and better. So I'm really excited for the future of this team. It seems like everybody else is. And I'm just seeing the, even the fan base just embracing this new regime, embracing these new rookies, this new team. And I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And And when you
1: look at the situation, again – Zach Wilson took nine, nine sacks in this game, but, again, no turnovers. Yeah. Uh, we saw, you know, again, we saw him kind of force balls early in the season when there was pressure in his face. There would be issues. We saw that, but we saw him kind of grow out of that, you know, especially after he came back from that PCL injury. There was a game against the Eagles where it was a little rough, but, again, his last five games, no interceptions. So, for you, what is your full evaluation for Zach Wilson now that his this rookie season is over? What do you look at? What are some of the things that he did well? What are some of the things he didn't do so well? And how do you think that he will improve going into next season?
5: Um, Zach, I give him a C-plus for this season, honestly. He has a lot Mm. of growing to do. He has a lot of growing to do, but I'm really excited for his future, man. He has shown flashes of what he can be. And if he can put together what he did in Tennessee in the second half and what he did... In Tampa, that Tampa game where he's you know being more decisive. If he could put those two games together and find his own style, which I think will come with time, obviously in these pieces around him, um, he could be something really special for a long time in this league. So I think that we got one. I think that, I, and I'm really I'm confident that we got our franchise quarterback. Finally, got our franchise. This is not no you know fake franchise quarterback like like Sam Darnold, which you see, you see flashes and then he'll go missing for three games and then he'll see flashes again and then. You know, with Zach, you see the it's a slight progression, and I, and rather than he's getting a big flash where you go for 300 yards one game and the next game you throw three picks, um, he's been yeah. a slight progression over time, and that I appreciate seeing him evolve, and it kind of reflects what the organization is doing as a whole. Like we've seen a slight transition throughout the season as we continue to grow and get better uh, learning the schemes and, and the defensive schemes and, and, and offensive schemes and getting and we just see players start to understand and, and grow. So it's been a, a slow progression, but I'm glad that we're seeing the shift. And next season, I think it's going to be a big, 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 um, he can make a big, big jump, especially Zach Wilson. He can make a big jump and take this uh, team to new heights.
1: Yeah. And uh, speaking of big jumps, one of the things that we – you know, we've all talked about it and we'll continue to talk about on this show is the, you know, the draft and the impact that the draft has on a roster. Now, again, Mm -hmm. Joe Douglas is the guy. Yeah, Joe Douglas is the guy. He's had two drafts since he's been here. Give me your thoughts on his job as far as building this team because he said he needs to get better. Do you agree?
5: Um, You know what? I'm not as hard as Joe Douglas as some people, um, but the fact Mm -hmm. that he said that he has to get better, I love that. You know, he's a GM who actually is not arrogant. He's a GM who is accountable and self-aware. You know, um, GMs typically who I've seen in the past with the Jets have been arrogant. Even head coaches uh, like Adam Gates have been super arrogant and they think they know everything. Mm-hmm. When this person come on, come on to the first conference and be accountable and say, you know what, I want to get even better than I did, even though he knows he got four stud, you know, rookies uh, this past draft, he says he has to get better. He understands that he didn't do the best he can be. Can do as a GM so far, and you know it's not just the, the, the draft. He's gotten a lot of people through waivers and um, free agents. Hopefully, you know we get. The, and hopefully, they didn't just get injured this this year. Has his free agents off of last year? I think would have been would, would have been great. Lamarcus Joyner, Carl Lawson. I do believe they would have played a big part in this defense. But we're we're selling the roster. We'll get to see in the future, you know. But right now. Um um I, I have a lot of faith in Joe Douglas, honestly. And 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 if he has that self awareness to say he needs to get better, then hey, go out there and get better and, and, and kill this off because this can be a very important off season in your tenure as a jet to really establish this foundation moving forward and taking and, and, and becoming a, a competitive team in the NFL.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. And I think I mean you're talking that talk right now again, like you said as well, he's got a he's gotta hit on, on some guys this upcoming off season, particularly some of the guys in the draft, because that's going to be huge and instrumental in some of the things that we have. Now, again, we've got quite a bit of draft capital. I could see us also making some trades to get some guys in here too, as well moving up and down that draft board. But he's got to make sure that the guys that he puts in position here are going to be able to come in here and make plays, because I think we have the coaching staff to truly lead us going forward. And that's going to be my question to you is, What is your evaluation of Sella and his staff up until this point, too? Because there's been some bumpy – there's been some bumps. (laughs) You know, we all saw some game management issues, some play calling issues early. But I felt like they kind of smoothed things out as the season went on. What are your thoughts on it?
5: Um, Yeah, like you said, it's been a a work in progress. It's been bumpy road, been a roller coaster, honestly. But one thing you can't say is that these kids are not fighting for the coach. Like, they they buy mm-hmm. into his message, and they, they, they really um, see the vision. You know, it doesn't – when you hear interviews from the players, and, and and you can get, you know, coach speak from Salah all you want, but when you hear the players vocalizing the same messages of, like, hey, this is a work in progress, we're going to get better, and they all are saying the same thing, and it's not like something they're, they're forced, like, you know, they are genuinely passionate about this squad, um, that comes yeah. from the top. That comes from Robert Salah. That comes from the message he's been telling – from you know, obviously, from, from, since you know when since, since he got hired, you know, since training camp, since the beginning of the season, he's been preaching a certain message of of growing over time. He talked about adversity before the season even started, you know, and we yeah. had it, you know. So he got to see how these kids, you know, operated during adversity, and he says that he's proud of what they've done. Uh, and we'll see how things can move forward with the squad. Uh, you know, I mean, a first year in any system, even in a high school team is always tough because you know mm-hmm. you, you got to get comfortable in it you know you got to get used to it where it's second nature you're you're literally learning plays every single week and installing new things new concepts every single week while trying to keep you know a firm grasp on what you passed what you learned in the past so that's how it works yep. and we tend to have fan base not know how it works when you're actually working as an nfl player in the league to you know, understand the concepts. You know, it's not just about just memorizing a playbook. You got to memorize the playbook, learn the new one, new new plays, and then also remember everything from week from season. You know, week one, so that we can implement it at any given time. So over three years, two years, you know, you will see improvement in the offense and defense. It does take that, but we did get hamstrung with a lot of injuries as well. I'm not sure what it is about mm-hmm. the Jets, but we seem to get the most injuries out of every team every year. <laughs> and I don't know if it's a surf, I don't know what it is, but I don't know if it's a curse. Yeah, but yeah, uh, we we can't we can't. I, I, like it, that really does hurt, you know, the development of this of the the organization. But I think the coaches did the best they can, you know, with what they have. You know, even through COVID and everything, and and Robert, even the, even Kyle got COVID, and you know, the fans were cheering for him when they saw him on the big screen, and you can see the love they have for their coach. So more than anything, I'm just really. Um, I'm really um, in support of Sala and the staff because I think we got – we finally got it right. You know, it doesn't feel like Adam it felt like there was something off, you know, and then eventually, obviously, everything went downhill. Um, But even from the beginning of Adam Gase's tenure, it felt off. It felt weird, you know, but this one feels like everybody has the same message and goal in mind, and um, we're just about – the main focus is getting better, and that's what it always should be on a team. Rather than, oh, somebody punched somebody in the face or, oh, somebody's mad because the, the you know the, the medical staff did something wrong or somebody's mad because the coach called them out. There's no drama happening during this time this year, and this is a, a breath of fresh air for New York Jets fans, honestly.
1: Yeah, and even there, when there was drama that was trying to be started by some people in the mainstream media about Zach Wilson and him being selfish, it was killboshed immediately by the New York Jets coaching staff. They said, hey, listen – he did what we told him to do, and that's it. We're not going to get too much into it. There was even some stuff going on. I remember between, you know, Rex Ryan and Sulla, and Sulla said, listen, you know, he knows where I'm at. And he kind of lifted it <laughs> along up. and pushed through. <laughs> you
3: know what I'm saying? <laughs> pull up. <laughs> that's what he told Rex Ryan. Here up. we go. Pull up. That's, you know, that's what I heard. I heard, you know, you know where I'm at.
5: You, yeah, and then you know, uh, uh, Rex Ryan but, did a on 180 <laughs> the you know, I was like uh. praising at Robert Sala. You know, so you know, if once you actually get to meet the guy Robert Sala, it seems like you 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 fall in love with him. And The, the, the staff is doing that, the, the the players are, and even Rex Ryan, who had a harsh criticism of him, talked to him and then yeah. came back a week later and said they got the right guy. So, I'm excited, yeah. man. It's it's a, it's a, gonna be a good off season, and we got we got the Senior Bowl, And We're coaching the senior, senior Bowl, so that's a huge advantage yep. in scouting. So um, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be interesting, it's gonna be exciting to see what ha- what happens this off season for us
1: yeah it is and when you talk about scouting you talk about the draft again we just got done talking about joe douglas and that senior bowl i think is going to be huge and it's great that they're coaching it because again they're going to get to sit down with a lot of those players and be able to watch them in person they're watching these guys they're being able to talk to these guys they're figuring out what their mentalities are you know they can they can do a lot of really great in-depth scouting you know being that close to players. so but when you look at joe douglas so far and how he's put this roster together i want to talk to you a little about the 2020 draft class. That was Makai Beckton and Aston Davis and Zuniga and all these guys. When you look at the impact of the second second year players, what second year player do you think had the greatest impact out of that class so far?
5: Oh, definitely, definitely Bryce Hall. You know, Makai Beckton mm-hmm. would be him if oh. he just stay on the field. Mm-hmm. But because when when Makai Beckton is on the field, he looks like the best tackle in in the, in, in the league. Like really, like one mm-hmm. of the best in the league. But if you can't be on the field, then, you know, the best av- ability is availability. And Bryce Hall, he had an injury last year, but he came this back this year and he pretty much played every single game and um, he's improved and a-, a ton. So I think that Bryce Hall, as a second-year player, has shown me the most uh, from that draft class thus far, you know. Um, and-, mm. and he has a great head on his shoulders. He's a good kid, man. So I think that, you know, as time goes on, he's going to get better and better at, at being a cornerback in this league. Uh, you got to understand, like, even Denzel Mims, you know, like I, I, people have been hard on him because he's had a rough season, and he had a rough season last year too, but uh, he had a rough start to, the, to, to his career in the NFL. But when it comes to even Mims, it takes time for these young cats to to, to get – some people are not going to be a Michael Carter or Elijah Moore off the rip. They're going to be, mm-hmm. you know, developmental guys who then will pop one day and like, whoa, I didn't know you guys had that skill. I think Denzel Mims showed me a lot last year when, when Faco got in the game and he made some incredible catches. So even if he's not on our squad, I think Denzel Mims in the future will be a good player, and going and he'll have a good career. Um, but, mm-hmm. yeah, if you're talking about out of what we've seen so far, there's no there's – no, I don't think anybody would say that Bryce Hall is not the best player from that draft in terms of production. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, I'm telling you what, Bryce Hall has been phenomenal. Like you said as well, though, Denzel Mims has been – a pretty big question mark. And I think Ashton Davis has been a question mark from that, that draft as well. Those are two guys we were Absolutely. looking to see uh, get a bit more out of, you know, especially, again, when you look at our safety position, where we're going into the offseason with that. There's questions about, you know, whether Marcus May is going to be here or not. You would hope that Ashton Davis would have panned so that you can kind of, if you wanted to close the door on May, you could do that fully, trusting that you had a safety. But
9: I
5: want Kyle Hamilton. Like I know everybody is been saying, like, uh. "Oh, we don't need safety and all that stuff," and I get it. I, I, I get it. But mm-hmm. to me, and I, and I mean, everybody has their take because we need we need a lot of pieces on this on the squad. Yeah. But when it comes yeah, to, to our squad, number one needs, I think, is edge, and safety. Mm-hmm. Those two are number yeah. are number number one and two for me. And I yeah. believe that in the first round, if you're if, in that with that first pick. I think you should take one of those two positions. If you don't, if you don't take edge, Wait. take a safety. Take, mm-hmm. What? What's up? Wait, you
1: think that you think that edge and safety are our number one or two needs? You wouldn't say edge and offensive line?
5: Here's what I would say I would about say offensive line. Offensive I think when, when we, I think that I mean I wouldn't. Here's what I would say about this. Safety with Marcus May going out with an injury and probably not being on the team. Ashton Davis, sorry, he's he can maybe he can start, but he's just not there yet. And Elijah Rowley okay. and Will Clark, they're not even like, – they're like practice squad players. So when you're cu- uh-huh. talking about a team, people, like, say, oh, okay, it's not a premium position. And I hear you because some people think that it's not. And me personally, I, I get where you're coming from because you're building from the trenches. You want to go back. However, yeah. if there is a guy who looks like a tr- generational safety and if there is mm-hmm. a guy – at a position of need that high that's just head and shoulders of, above the rest of the of the of of their draft class in that position, take them mm-hmm. because, it's just, because, it's, because it's a need. We literally don't have a safety. Like, Ashton Davis is all so right. Like, like, he's average. And I, and I hear you, CT, but, again,
1: I, that's why I I understand you're talking about – a lot of people talk about him being generational safety. I want to be very clear when I say this. I'm not saying that the kid's a bad player or he sucks. I think he's great. What I'm saying is that you can win in this league without safeties. You can w- well, look at the last
8: time. That lot
1: Yeah, but a lot of the safety. games we lost this year were due to what? Due to the fact that we had no pass rush. A lot of the games that we had this year were due to the fact that we couldn't properly protect Zach Wilson. A lot of the games that we had but this year were also, due to the fact that we, we had no running to game and we only had a safety. hundred yard rusher one time this season. We had a hundred yard rusher one time this season. I think that there are more pressing needs than safety. I understand people talking about him being a generational guy, and that's fine, but there's a generational guy in this, another generational guy at center in this class that I think would greatly benefit us far more than drafting safety. The last two years, or the, the last two years, the two years that we went to the AFC championship back-to-back, we didn't have Ed Reed at safety. We didn't have Troy Polamalu at safety. We didn't necessarily have a generational safety. We had Jim Leonard, who was a great safety that understood rex's system he was a great safety in his system but jim leonard wasn't like ed reed troy palomalu or any of those guys. he was none of those guys he was a guy that knew where he was supposed to go and he was there but you know what we did have with rex we had an offensive line that hid a trash-ass quarterback in mark sanchez right we had a running game that was dominant that would just eat up the time of possession. And we had a pass rush that was generated via blitz and all these other things. And we had a corner that literally shut down the entire side of a field. All those things that I just mentioned were impact positions. All of them.
9: I hear you. you.
1: That high is doing exactly what we just did with Jamal Adams. Doing exactly the same, the same thing, thing. Not, having, not, the same not having not having your Seven impact six. position set, not having your impact position set, but drafting all these other positions that really in the in the scheme of things you cannot do because you don't have the luxury of doing that. We don't, we okay. totally
0: don't have
5: all the luxury. Right. Well, all right, can I say, can I speak real quick? Go ahead. Because I, no, I hear you one hundred percent. I completely hear where you're coming from, and I'm, I know my take is controversial because everybody's saying it's not a need, it's luxury pick and all that stuff. <laughs> all right, I said right. edge or safety. So if we can take an edge in that position. I'm cool with it. The reason why I go safety mm-hmm. number two is because we are the 32nd defense in the league. 32nd. That means we're our last place. You know what? You know You know why? <laughs> because we, we're we're letting people go over the top, and, and it's not just the edge because we cause we have to. We've yeah. got to secure the edge of quarters. Granted, but we've we've also let a lot of people off the top just score points on it, whether it be Stephon Diggs, whether it be Jamar Chase, even, you know, I believe that we have to make sure that we can, um, even if it's not Kyle Hamilton, yes, me personally, I would let, love to have him on our team, but I think that first pick should be defense. So when you talk about center and all that stuff, I get it. Tyler Lillen was going to be great. He's probably going to be a stud. I and maybe we maybe we will draft him, you know. I don't know, but I wouldn't take him with the first pick because I just feel like get a stud defensive player first mm-hmm. because we need some help. I just even if it's edge, I don't care. Like get an edge, but you can't. You say you want you want to help your quarterback out. You listen if you're if they're putting up thirty points a game almost every single game at average on on our team. It doesn't help your quarterback win games. It doesn't. And if he loses by three well, points, I, guess what? He still lost.
1: Yeah, no, listen, NCT, I hear you, but here's my rebuttal to that. The reason why I say that I will take Lindenbaum at this point, okay, everybody, again, we'll we'll continue to talk about the draft. We'll continue to talk about free agency. These shows are year-round for those of you that are new. Listen here, the reason why I'm taking a center is because we need a center. Dude, he just got sacked nine times, and a lot of people are thinking, oh, well, it's because of the injuries and all these things. No, does anybody remember that earlier in this year, Zach Wilson was running for his life every game? The the uh, the Panthers in the first game I think had like six or seven sacks against us. We got eight up by Denver this year as well. There were so many teams that were blasting him. He tore his PC or jacked up his PCL in this in this this season and was out four games. That's the biggest offensive injury that we had yeah. this season was Dak Wilson missing time. So my whole deal is this: you take a I'm taking offensive lineman. I'll take Ed second unless you know the one of the top two guys seen the fall that kid from Oregon. I'm just saying I love him. If he falls, I definitely, you know, might slide that. But I, at this point, those two guys are out of my mind because I think they, take, they, they get taken before our pick. I'm taking a center because I want to ensure that my quarterback, the guy that we took, with, again, high in the draft last year, I want to make sure that he's properly protected. You I don't, don't want to pick up like we ended up with set. Say that again?
5: Can I ask you a question?
1: Listen, like right. I w right, I right, I wanna right, make listen, sure listen, that he, hold, on, hold on. I want to make sure that he stays healthy. I want to make sure that we properly protect him and make sure he's good to go. Not only does drafting the center impact his play as well and him continuing to get better here, it also impacts our running game. Does anybody not remember that we got this dude named Michael Carter? Again, he's only had one hundred yard game the entire season. One of the biggest issues that we've had is scoring this year. Our offense is ranked very low. Does anybody remember when we weren't putting up points at all in the first quarter and people were blowing us away? Does anybody remember that? I think think we need to go offensive line and edge. And I think, again, people look at the defense and talk about going defense, defense, defense. Wait a second. This defense would look completely different if we had a pass rusher. I'm telling you it would. We're literally supposed to be built like the Niners. This is not like rocket science. Yeah, yeah, we're supposed to be built like I the Niners. Did. We're running their scheme. Oh, well, we're running their offensive the team, team and their defensive team. If you do not have a pass rush in that scheme, then guess what happens to you? You get eight and alive. One of the big things about bringing Sulla here has been what? Has been that his scheme does not put heavy emphasis on, on the secondary. You can have a decent secondary and completely destroy people this season because the pressure at the Niners comes from the front. They got both. Okay. They got Warner. They got all these guys they send after you. That's how they're successful. It's not like you have to have Ed Reed or Palomalu we'll back there. Right. Go ahead, CT. I'll give you the final word.
5: Listen, when it comes down to it, I hear what you're saying. I want Edge, too, so I'm with you on that. But when it comes mm-hmm. to offensive line, I'm not, I'm not saying ignore the offensive line. What I'm saying is Tyler Lindebaum, if he's the pick, I, I don't agree with that. I said what I say because we have Connor McGovern. He's not a scrub. You know, and oh, if you're he- gonna take Austin's line, take Evan Neal. Evan Neal's the one you want to take. Take that tackle. Okay. He can move into guard. That's perfect. Conor McGovern mm. was like a top ten center this year. I get it. You want to talk he about is not a top a- top-
1: that? Oh my god, I hate. Listen, we're gonna go CT. I cannot stand that people are saying that top- <laughs> Conor McGovern is a top ten center. He is not a top ten center in this league. I want to be he very clear with that. Okay. You're you not no, a no, lie. This he is did. what this is what people do. No, 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 no. This is what people do take came from somebody that some pff guy was running around saying he's a top 10 center he's not Connor mcgovern has been here for quite a bit and he sucks he does he he's
5: not a bad lawyer he, he doesn't sucked. Suck. He, he sucked don't last year to he sucked early
1: this year we had shows where literally people were calling in early this year saying that they wanted to bench Connor mcgovern that is the don't TV know what they're CP. talking about you know that you all ct yeah, we literally about. talked about it him and Greg Van Roten were getting destroyed earlier this season. We all know Greg that. Greg Van
5: Roten was not the same person like, as, as Greg. I agree oh, with oh Greg Van Roten. He played, he played well. And
1: he's a, he's
5: a good center, so I don't take, know
1: what people are talking about. Take, take Tyler Lindenbaum and move McGovern to guard. You
5: said George Fant last year. You realize that, right? You said the oh, same thing about George Fenton. Look at how he played this year. So you yeah. got to be honest. Like Some people don't know how to judge offensive linemen. And I've been telling people that George Fenton was a good player and they didn't want to believe me. You know, but now, but now we get to see it. Conor McGovern's not a bad player and we don't need a center. if we, we, we get Evan Neal, you can move to guard he, he's a perfect player if he's if he's available. You know, but uh I hear you Les, I'm gonna let you go because I, I knew we're getting heated. But that's that's what it's all about. You know, we we're just saying <laughs> no, it's not like, we're passionate, yeah. You know? I get it.
1: I cannot stand that taking. You know we're gonna have some talks this I cannot stand that people are running around saying yeah, that Connor McGovern's a top awesome, center. Know. I can't say I can't stand it. I can't stand it. But <laughs> to to you, C.T., let me give you a round of applause because C.T. Re- did, you know, C.T. talking talk. Give talk. C.T. a hand. All right, man. Okay. You have a good night, man. Love you. Love you, sir.
5: All
1: right. Go, Thank Jay. you for calling in, C.T. You have, have a good night. Have a great man. Peace. All right. You have a good one, C.T. Listen, man, we got to stop doing that. We got to stop talking about Connor McGovern being a top-ten center. We got to stop doing that, dude. We got to stop doing that, okay? He's not a top-ten center. He's not, because if he was a top-ten center, we'd have a top-ten running game. We'd have a running game that's better than what it is. Come on, guys. You got, we got to stop doing that. we got to stop saying that. 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639. Call in. I am taking all callers. I'm getting to everybody. Rusty, Angelo, Jacob, we'll get to you in a second. Salutes to my dude, Steve. Steve, calling in with the heat. Salutes to you, Steve. I'm going to him. Steve, I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Steve, give me your thoughts. Right now, Bill's feeling about Zach Wilson at this point, and what is your evaluation of him this full
7: season? Hey, Joe. Well, first off, thank you again for having me on the show tonight. It's always a pleasure talking with you about this team. You know, the thing is, Joe, going – like I said, going into this game, there wasn't really a lot of high expectations going into this game because this was a game, you know, that we were going into. It was the last game of the year against the Bills. And then after that, you know, we we officially begin the off season again. You know, a four and thirteen season the first year under Coach Robert Sala. You know, there were some highs, there were some lows. It was a roller coaster ride of a season this year. But you know, mm-hmm. Zach Wilson showed a lot of a lot of good things towards the end of the season. You know, the last five games he went through without not throwing a pick in in, in any of those games. You know showing a lot of promise, you know, and, and I'll say one thing now, besides Zach Wilson, the other rookie I think that stood out this year for us that I am excited about (laughs) the future is Elijah Moore. You know, Mm -hmm. I, I love Elijah Moore very much. And you know that the best game that I saw him play this year was the game I went to against the dolphins when he burned that 65 yarder to the end zone for a touchdown. Like, like, yeah. that, that gave me a lot of high hopes, hopes for him. I'm, I'm just excited for the offseason to now begin. And the thing is, it already is off to a great offseason for the Jets because we are going to the Reese's Pieces Bowl, Senior Bowl, to see all of these upcoming players in the draft. It'll be us and the, the Detroit Lions in the, in the Reese's Bowl, which is, which is going to be exciting because then it gives, it gives players the opportunity. I think I want to play for the Jets.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah it, it is and again you know with our coach and general manager you know getting some in-depth stuff with those guys especially with the with the you know draft coming up that's going to be huge for us and again salute to you steve i want to thank you for calling in tonight so when we're looking right now when we're looking at this team and there's a lot of players a lot of things going on man what do you think is the biggest hole in the new york jets roster at this point
7: okay I would say that the biggest hole is definitely on the offensive line. As of right now, I would have to say the offensive line, which is why I wouldn't mind, you know, like, cause, I mean, listen, it really, really depends on what happens in free agency as well. I mean, free agency doesn't begin until March 16th of 2021, so we've got plenty mm-hmm. of time before that time comes around. And, you know, it's definitely going to be an opportunity because, you know, especially with the fact that the Jets have a lot of draft capital, they got the fourth highest amount of cap space now going into this offseason. Season, you know, Joe Douglas has to be aggressive with some moves. He realizes that, you know, him and Salah are going to work together and hopefully make this team better for the future. And, you know, let me tell you something. that end-of-the-year press conference that Joe Douglas and – Robert Sala had, I thought it was a phenomenal end of the year of press because They spoke about how they want to be a better team. You know, Joe Douglas said four wins is unacceptable for this franchise. He knows that we got to do better. He even admitted that we got to compete in the the division, you know, with Buffalo and Miami and New England in the future. Because, you know, unfortunately for the second year in a row, we got swept by both of those teams yet again. You know, because the thing is, we are not going to be successful, Joe, if we do not win divisional games. Winning divisional games fact. is always a key thing. It is always yeah. key to win divisional games. You've got to win divisional games. If you're, if you're going to ever one day make the playoffs or two, go as far as you can.
1: Yeah, yeah. So when you look at this situation now, when you look at the defense, when you look at some of the young players that we have, what defensive rookie do you think had the biggest impact this year?
7: The defensive rookie who I was impressed with the most this year, I would have to say Brandon Eccles.
6: Mm, okay.
7: Okay. Because, I mean, okay. listen, listen. here was the thing. Him and then next would be Michael Carter II, you know. But the thing is, yeah. Eccles has really, really – Echols towards the end of the season really impressed me. You know, when he picked off Tom Brady against the Buccaneers, the pick six he had on Tua Tonga Viola in the – second meeting against the Dolphins in Miami. It's just, he's definitely going to be a future. And let me tell you something, despite the fact mm-hmm. that of all of this stuff, the 4-13 and 13 season that we had, the 4-13 and 13 season that we had, Joe, let me tell you something, the one thing I liked was this team stuck together the whole entire year. Even with all the New yeah. York media and all the drama that that's the media tried to give into the into the, into the, into the Jets. Everything, you know, like worked out really good. And let me tell you, I like Robert Sala a lot. Listen, Sala came into this year, his first year as a head coach, he came into a very, very, very bad situation that the Jets were in when they had Adam Gaze, you know, the last couple of years prior. And he realized that a lot of work needs to be done, and that's why why him and Joe Douglas are going to go to work in the off season. Can't wait for the at yeah. the end of this month for the Reese's Bowl. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Listen, Steve, bringing the heat right now. <laughs> now, my final question before I let you go, Steve, when you look at. Joe Douglas, he talked a bit about, you know, being excited about Makai Becton coming back next year. We all know Makai Becton suffered an injury. He was out. Do you think that Makai Becton's issue staying healthy will augment the New York Jets draft plans or plans in free agency?
7: It would definitely be a good idea to address Mekhi's, um position because, you know, just in case if Becton does get hurt, listen, to this day, mm-hmm. I will always say this, and I'm going to say this again. Makai got hurt this year because of Greg Van Roten. Greg Van Roten was the main reasons why why Beckton got hurt. It was because mm-hmm. of him. And 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 let me tell you something. I do. I'm hoping that Makai definitely gets his stuff back together in the off season. You know, hopefully we'll get him ready to go for 2022. Now, Joe, mm-hmm. there is one last thing I got to say before I go. And you were even yeah. talking about it about the coaches being fired. You know. On Black Monday mm-hmm. yesterday, I mean, Vic Mangio, We mm-hmm. obviously knew he was going to get fired. Mike Zimmer and Mac yep. Nagy, they were expected to get fired. Joe Judge, mm-hmm. well, he, well, I guess the Giants owner is not. Well, the Giants owner is, ownership is still stupid, but Joe <laughs> Judge, you know, gets fired. I mean, obviously, he deserved <laughs> to be fired after that hor- horrible end of the season the Giants had. The biggest mm-hmm. shocker was when Brian Florence got fired by the Dolphins. And as much as we hate the yeah. Dolphins, I actually do feel bad for him that he did get fired because he is a great coach. He he is a good coach. Joe, how shocked were you on Brian Florence getting fired?
1: Uh Brian Brian Flores, yeah, listen, Steve, I was I was blown away. I thought it was a joke. I literally had to go and (laughs) I immediately stopped and and made sure that the people that were saying that were like certified, they were hacked or anything like that. I couldn't believe it. I really couldn't believe it.
2: I can't stand him. So I was
1: just like, okay, well, you know, this is another bad move by them. But dude, he was a guy that literally we watched step in and kind of rejuvenate that football team. And when they were Completely stripping their roster of talent, he still had those guys—a bunch of no-name guys—out there competing and playing well. They smacked us, I think, twice that year when they were in there starting their rebuild and shipping off talent left and right. Oh, uh, that's that, crazy! The Joe, I that was a why season
7: split. Joe, mm-hmm. that was a season split. If you remember, because remember, we beat the Dolphins the, split? The, the second meeting that year. We beat them okay, in the okay, second okay, yeah, meeting right, that right, year because of that right, pass right. interference rule. If it wasn't that's for that right, pass you're interference you're rule, you're right? You're right. Yeah, yeah, but Joe, one last thing, Joe, the, and, and and the one that think, last thing I'll say before you let me go, the reason mm-hmm. why why the Dolphins fired Brian Florence was because of the owner of the team. The uh, listen, oh, yeah. there were listen, we've said before how so many times the Johnsons are bad. all the guy who's the owner of the Dolphins, Stephen Ross, he's even worse <sighs> at times.
1: He's awful. Listen, Steve, I want to thank you for calling in tonight, my friend. You brought the fire. Hey, thank you, Joe. Good night. Man. Good night. All right. You have yourself a good night, Steve. We're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, 515 602 515 is the number. Call in. We are taking all calls. If you call in, please be patient. We'll get to everybody. We're bringing hot takes. We're talking about the Jets. You know what I'm saying? Again, if you're watching me, please give the stream a thumbs up. Please subscribe to the stream as well. Hit that notification bell if you haven't already. If you like to give to the stream, the super chat's there. You can also give to the stream as well through my Cash App. Anything you give to the stream is greatly appreciated. All right? We've got a lot to talk about tonight. Apparently, Conor McGovern, top 10 center. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? We're going to be discussing everything. We're going to get to it. So next, I'm coming to my guy, Rusty. Angelo Jacob will come to you next. Rusty salute. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Rusty, we are talking Jets, Bills. We just got beat 27 to 10. Give me your thoughts on the New York Jets offense only having four first downs the entire game.
6: Sleuths, Joe. Sleuths, Savages.
10: Uh, um, wait, what was that? How was it about? Oh, yeah, that was – that's fast. that. <laughs> that was horrible. <laughs> that, 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 that was just straight up, that was horrible. But, you know – that's, that's what happens when we had to play with the third and four stringers. And then, you know, you have McDammit, you know, and I don't, I don't know, like, you know, no shame in that dude who called in about center and McGovern, but, um,
1: talk about it. <laughs> I, I, I don't,
10: I, I don't know what he's talking about. I you, but, um, yeah, I can't stand McGovern. He, He's he's like a, a lawnmower that you try and start, you know, and you're just pulling the thing, and sometimes it works, and it cuts half the lawn because the blazer all whacked out. It just drives you crazy. And yeah, he he for the past literally like you said two years, and then the whole fiasco that happened, you know, it's like as soon as Zach got injured, it's like something went off in his head. It's like oh man, I got to do something a little bit better because I might like legit legit look like I'm horrible, you know? Yeah. And, so. and, again,
1: salute to CT. Listen, we listen to everybody's take over here. Salute to CT. Yeah, no, I'm not, CT. I'm not dogging him, him at all. Yeah, no, but
10: yeah. I am yeah, no, I am no, dogging no, McGovern for absolutely. Yeah. It, you know, yeah. no discredit to him.
1: My, my whole thing all is, right. that again, a lot of people are talking about a lot of different options and ways that we can go in the draft. And I look at it like this. For the last, what, three years, we have suffered from interior pressure. We watch interior pressure mm-hmm. destroy our offense for three years. We were ranked 32nd in the league twice a year, uh, twice uh, in two years back to back with Adam Gaze. Then we come in this year and our offensive struggles with what interior pressure. We watch Zach. We watch uh, Sam Darnold struggle with interior pressure. We Watch him get hit. We watch him get hurt. We watch us not also be allowed to properly evaluate him because we couldn't figure out what he was because he was always under pressure and he couldn't get the ball to his targets. Well, then you come into this year, we have the same issues earlier in the year. Zach Wilson running for his life, interior pressure between the guard and center combo, right? It's so bad that he ends up jacking up his PCL, missing four games, which was huge within his development. And then he comes back. We also struggle to run the ball effectively as well. We've done that all season. Again, when I, I keep telling people we haven't had a 100-yard rusher outside of one game this season, we haven't had a 100-yard rusher. That says so something. If this, off- if this offensive line is as great as everybody is touting it to be, why do we struggle so much running the ball? Why is that? Why is our, why is our offense ranked so low? Why is that?
10: Garbage, and not allowed the curse on the show.
1: (laughs) Exactly. There's a problem here. I'm not saying everybody on the line is trash. I think Elijah Vera Tucker's great. No, I'm with you. It's just
10: third and fourth straight. Yeah, when
1: he's playing. Exactly. But it's like, dude, we've got to address other positions on this line. (laughs) And center and guard are one of those. And if you have a generational guy, you take him to make sure that the quarterback that you have, the most, like, Heralded position in NFL, you do that to make sure that he's protected. I just don't see how you'll take a safety, and we'll have these discussions. But I want to oh, address no. that. I, draft. So, give me your thoughts. Yeah, about that, uh, I like,
10: like I, I agree and disagree at the same time. And where you know, mm-hmm. like I, I'm not, I'm not touching safety in the first, especially there. And you know, Hamilton looks good, but then he has the injury. I've I've mm-hmm. heard the top ranking safety before in the comparisons with like Ed Reed and. I, I don't know. I'm not taking the date. And you know what? Jalen uh, Catwan the the kid from Arkansas, mm-hmm. he's freaking nasty. Yeah. And he went back to Arkansas. So he's coming out next year. And same with Brandon Joseph. He actually just transferred. I think he actually, yeah, he went, He transferred to Notre Dame this year. He just mm-hmm. transferred from, uh, oh, heck, what the heck? It's like the northern version of Harvard. Uh, mm-hmm. Good, good. Uh, I can't remember for the Northwestern. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, you, yeah, no, 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 and no, no, no. Uh, but I, I I'm, like in the first. I honestly, if Hutchison is there, gotta grab him. And then for a mm-hmm. second pick, I'm going to Kobe Dean. I think he's awesome. And you know what? I, I love mm-hmm. Linderbom, but I'm mm-hmm. also liking Patterson. And you know, like grabbing him in the third or something, and I, that's what I like too. And then I I like McCreary from Auburn. I'd like to nab him in the second. Mm -hmm. And I don't know whether to go for, you know, Weyemeyer at 35 or trade out, go back a little bit. And then with our second pick from Carolina, grab McCreary, and then try and get, like, McBride and Otten, you know, and uh, just, yeah, yeah, just
3: keep on stacking and packing.
1: There's a lot of options for us to have. And, again, I think a trade down would be important as well, would be huge for us as well in the first round, allow us to gain more mm-hmm. capital and play a bit more in the draft. And, again, we'll get to that when the draft is coming. We're going to have draft shows. We're going to have a lot of stuff going on. I'm already arguing with people Oh, about it's going to get crazy. I love it. I love it. You know i I don't know if y'all love it. I love it. You know what I'm saying? I love exchanging opinions, going back and forth and getting heated. Now, my final question, Rusty, before I let you go is, when you look at this past draft class, right, the one we just had, what player outside of Zach Wilson, to you, had the most impact this season?
10: We worked out. We had a really good one this year. You know, J.D. did really good, and same with Sal and everybody. But uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I have to go with my guy, A.V.T. You know, he was, he was mm-hmm. silent but deadly but not so silent, you know. He <laughs> was pancaking cats, yeah. and he, he was just going out there just like, you know, checking jaws and just cleaning house, just doing what he had yeah. to do and throughout the K and he handled it well as a rookie, I, if, you know, it stinks that, like, you've never seen an offensive lineman really ever, except for, I think, like, Ogden ever get, um, you know, rookie of the year overall or anything like that, and, um, you know, but I, he he's my, you know, I'd have to say, it. you know, I love Carter more, did awesome, love Zach, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm like in our, our other dudes on um, defense, no doubt, but yeah, you know, I, I got to give love to the big heavies, man. AVT, that's that's who i think pick. Mm. You know, it starts yeah, in the trenches. Listen. And then, you know, that's where it is. I'd like to get a Philele yep. in there. <laughs> Put him at right <laughs> tackle. You know what? Yeah. That'd be pretty crazy. But, you know, we'll see. What, yep. And then you don't know who we're going to get, um, you know, as far as yep.
1: washington yep. season,
10: too. So then that's a, yeah, that yeah, has a huge it. indent on the draft, too.
1: Yeah, it does. And that's, that's what I tell a lot of people. I don't think a lot of people Impact. know. Impact. Sorry. <laughs> is that everyone talks about? No, yes, and everybody talks about you know the draft and everything that we can do. A lot of people are already kind of projecting picks, but it's like, whoa, wait a second! Before y'all get there, yeah. there's a lot of things that could be done in free agency that completely change our draft plans. And again, we have quite a bit of cash on hand too. That's Not true. just cash, we also have quite a bit of picks as
9: well. We can. Yeah. Use we have to get twenty million, I think, because player. that's how
10: much we have in our starters. For a yeah, draft, we, we, I think that's how much we're dead. It's
9: we, fine. I'm cool with that. I don't care.
10: We're yeah, we
1: could, we could literally trade for players. So there's guys out there that we could end up trading for that could end up making big-time impact on this team. But, listen, Rusty, I, we, I think we still have Joyner, too. Right? I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Yeah, we well, no, Joyner's a, Joyner's a guy. I think he's he's hitting free agency. But we could end up bringing him back. So we could see where yeah, you know and then where we that can awesome get Paul Mayo
10: in the draft. So you never know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there's Late. a lot to talk about. But I got to get to these lines. I want to thank you for calling no in, doubt, Rusty. You have yourself a good time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Listen, Rusty calling in with the heat. You know what I'm saying? Calling in with the heat. We'll keep getting to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. Next, I'm going to my guy, Angelo. Jacob and Venom will come to you next. Salutes to you, Angelo. I'm having arguments. We're talking Bill's Jets. We're talking a little bit about some you know past draft classes. Give me your thoughts and evaluation of Zach Wilson's rookie year. How do you feel about it, man?
8: Yeah, I think it's uh, what we expected, you know, obviously with the whole organization under rookie mode and uh, the approach that Joe Douglas uh, took last year as far as the Band-Aid approach, I call it. A lot of one-year cheap deals and, I guess, seeing if um, guys would pan out, you know, Gerard Davis, you no know, first round pick. I think um, I, I did like Joe Douglas's uh, theory on that because you know you're not investing too much. But now with Rob Davis, there was a chance that he could he could be really good. It was the future, you know, a former first round pick. So, um, yeah. but o- but overall, I mean, that's what kind of hurt the team because not a lot of those uh, guys worked out, and <laughs> you know, we had a lot of injuries. Yeah. And. Um, yeah. So, as far as uh, the the season went, I mean, it's kind of the same as uh, 2020, man. A lot of of injuries, and, you know, we're we're not a very deep team. Again, we have Band-Aids. Once you peel the Band-Aid off, that's it. And uh, Mm. I think Zach Wilson, I mean, to be honest with you, man, like, he probably learned a lot this year. I mean, he got sacked eight times uh, against the Bills this past week. Eight times. And I don't know if – you know, obviously I think a lot of the blame is on the offensive line and maybe some, some of it's his injury and he's not 100%. Who knows? But uh, I think it's a, it's growing pain. You know, he's learned a lot. We all knew we weren't going to be that good this year. I think, you know, before the season started, we're all looking at these uh, signings that Joe Douglas did. We all had hopes. We all thought Denzel Mims was going to do better. Um, but, again, I just, I just think the whole team, even, you know, with the blunder with that uh, – fourth down call against uh, Tampa Bay, you know, even our coaches are making mistakes. I mean, the whole organization is making mistakes. So mm-hmm. let's just hope everybody can learn from that. And knowing that we almost did beat Tampa Bay, we did beat Cincinnati. We did, we did beat Tennessee. I mean, we beat some good teams. Like I, that yeah. to, that's what's kind of funny about it. We had a really bad year, but we had some big games and um, mm-hmm. I, it's, it's all learning. So I would say Zach Wilson's first year, when expected, I think it probably, we, we maybe thought it was going to be a little bit better, but we did see the flashes kind of, kind of like Sam Darnold, right? Kind of how when we drafted Sam Darnold, you kind of saw flashes, but you know, Sam never really panned out. I kind of feel like that's how I'm feeling about Zach is the way I felt about Sam. And uh, obviously like I, I was fine with that, you know, because I was thinking, okay, it's going to progress and get better. So now this is Zach Wilson's turn. Is he going to progress and get better? Or is he going to kind of do what Sam Darnold did? And it's, it's, the organization's responsibility now to make sure that it doesn't happen the way Sam did. You're right. Let's attack the interior offensive line. Let's stop using this band-aid approach. And and Joe Douglas has got to make some moves this year. And and the thing is, I mean, you saw with Tremaine Johnson. You make one bad deal, and that yeah. is going to set your franchise back five years. So if you're going to throw a lot of money at somebody, you know, you better make sure it's the right player. And let yeah. me give you a for instance, because I, I was I was high on Jameson Williams in the uh, first round this year. Now he got hurt in last night's championship yeah. game. But yeah, I don't know if you saw, but before the game, I don't know if it was before the game, but he flashed his whole teeth. He had um that platinum grill or whatever. Did you see that? His teeth was mm-hmm. all grilled out with platinum. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like, mm-hmm. is that the kind of is that the kind of guy we want? You know, the flashy guy. You know, he's yeah. all. Can he be concerned about money? and I, I don't know, I man. I didn't like that. And obviously, he got well, hurt. My, my, God, right, my,
1: maybe we won't draft him. Yeah, well, my, my, my outlook on, on on that is this. Uh, there's a lot of people that do different things, right? A platinum grill really doesn't mean mm. anything at the end of the day. If a guy loves football, if a guy understands, you know, how to play the game and he, he loves the game to where when it's time to go out there or when it's time to prepare, he's going to prepare. If he's showing up to practice and he's doing his job and then he's going out there and he's executing on game day – Who cares about any of that other stuff? There's a lot of players that do a lot of different things, you know, from the way that they dress to, you know, whatever they do outside the game. But guess what? There's a lot of players that can do those things and still be dedicated. So, to me, Platinum Grills, which, you know, uh, Platinum Grill is fresh. (laughs) I respect that. Little diamonds here and there. Uh, It is what it is. You know, I love that. But at the end of the day, it's all about a guy's dedication to the game. And if you're dedicated to the game and you're willing to show up and give whatever it takes to ensure that you're putting this best situation to win. That's all that I care about. You know, there was a lot of people that was getting on Makai Becton because he bought that big ticket chain. That had nothing to do with what he was doing out there on the field, right? He, big chain, guess what? He's yeah. going out there and making big plays. He's pancaking people. He's throwing people around. He's making a big-time impact for the New York Jets. So that's all I care about. But my next question for you, Angelo, is when you look at this situation, as of right now, in your opinion, what is the biggest hole in the New York Jets roster?
8: I mean, yeah, you got to say interior offensive line. I mean, I know we got AVT in there, but, um, well, I mean, we did have the worst defense, you know. So, I mean, we just got a lot of holes. So, it's kind of hard to say we got <laughs> one big one. But, yeah, man, I mean, we've been talking about the offensive line for so long. We, we finally invested in a tackle and a guard, and I feel like it was good that we did that. But, man, there's, like, so many other holes. So, like, how do you fix it? I mean, how do you fix, how do you you know? So I think um, you got to make the right moves, and this is what Joe Douglas has to uh, he, he's he's got to play the he's he's got to play ball here. So basically, in free agency is one that's your opportunity to get the best players. You Go can ahead, yeah. Right? And then obviously, yep. Yep. what you don't get from free agency is what you're going to get in the draft. So it's very interesting to see if he is going to attack, you know, center and guard in free agency. Or he says, you know what, we got pick uh, four and ten. I like Tyler Lindebaum here. I think we can hold out and get this guy. Um, Or, you know, we need a linebacker, so you got N'Kobe Dean there. And and I I think, to be honest, he's kind of spoiled us with these first-round picks now. So we've had two, you know, we're going to have two these past two years now. And I wouldn't be surprised if he does trade down from ten. I think – you're going to see if Matt Corral doesn't get taken and the Jets are there at 10, someone's going to want to trade up to mm. get him. I don't think like – it's not like last year with these quarterbacks. We have a possibility of trading down maybe a couple spots and picking up again mm. another first-round pick next year um, and, and attacking maybe the Kobe Dean is still there or something like that. But I, as far as that number four pick, um, I think I think we've kind of in a good spot because, you know, you got Evan Neal, Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah and uh, Thibodeau. Those are the guys. I feel like we can probably get one of those. If one of those are there, I've been doing a lot of mock drafts, and, and if one of those are there, we've got to take one of those players. I think that's for sure. Yeah. Um, now, Carl I, I, I was told that, you know, he didn't really produce a lot of sacks, but he puts a lot of pressure on, and he fits the Jets' mold. I think it's a little too high for. Mm-hmm. But I could see if, if um, Evan Neal, Thibodeau, and Hutchinson go one, two, three, you could see a possibility that we take Carl Loftus. Uh, I don't think we take Stingley. I don't think we take a corner. I don't think – you know, obviously, Kyle Hamilton, I mean, man, he, he is a freak. And, and, and that's the kind of player you want to get. But at the same time, we've been there and done that, man. So, um, at this point, maybe we could trade down a couple spots and pick up, you know, maybe, uh, you know, pick up a, a, another good player there, but or a Kobe Dean or something like that, or a Linderbaum. I think yeah. – um, I think it's that fourth pick. You know, you don't want to reach. So if obviously if you don't want to reach, you can trade down and get who you want. But as far as what we do in free agency, again, we need tight end, we need linebacker, we need defensive line, we need offensive line. You know, we need another receiver. So it's like you got to plug as many holes as you can in free agency, and then you got to fill in the rest in the draft. And I yeah. think um, uh, I mean you. I think we need to, uh, yeah. I think we need to take the Bill Belichick approach. You know, he's always taking guys from Alabama, the best team. You know what I'm saying? Like he's taking the best mm-hmm. players from the best team in, in, in college football, and look what it's done with yeah. them. So maybe we do take a couple. Maybe we do take a Christian Harris or Jordan Battle. Um, you know, some Alabama guys. You know, I, I think that's we need to take best players from the best teams, and I think that's what's yeah. well for Bill Belichick, and hopefully we can follow that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I I think that's huge. You know, again, like you said as well, what Joe Douglas does in free agency is really going to set up how we handle the draft, and, you know, there's a lot of ways that we can go. But I just – I look at it, like you you said, I don't want to reach either, but I want to make sure that we're taking players at impact positions. I know some people talk about taking best player available. I've always hated that strategy. I want to take the best player available that fits my needs – and right now we're a team that is struggling at positions of impact, and we need to address that because until we do that, we're going to be in the same swamp that we've been in for years. It doesn't matter how great the safety is playing. Jamal Adams was a all-pro, Pro Bowl safety, was getting sacks, all that stuff. Damier set the record, I think, for sacks that year, and I, we lost a ton of games We was getting spanked. We were one of the first teams in history to lose to 2-0-11 teams I mean, it was insane. But Angelo, I gotta get back to these lines. I wanna thank you for calling in, my friend. You have yourself a good night, all right.
8: All right, man, we'll talk to you later. Thank you. you have
1: a good one. Listen, Angelo called in with some fire, man. We're gonna keep getting to these lines again. Five one five, six zero two nine six three nine. Five one five six zero two nine six three nine is the number. Call in. Next I'm going to my guy Jacob. Venom will come into you next, Venom. I'm going to my guy Jacob because I want to hear Jacob's takes. I know Jacob has quite a bit of takes and he's one heck of a Jets fan. Salutes to you, Jacob. Again, I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Jacob, give me your thoughts about Zach
4: Wilson's rookie season, man. Sum it up for me.
1: How do you feel about it? What are your thoughts about it?
4: What's going on, Joe? Nice to talk to you again. Uh, first time talking to you since last game of the season, I believe. And, yeah, um, yeah. You know, the rookie season, to be honest, I thought it was a little bit underwhelming because, you know, obviously he showed a lot of improvement as the season went on. Uh, didn't turn the ball over in the last, few weeks I don't think at all uh, which is always a good thing to see but at the same time he really didn't have that many multi-touchdown games um which obviously you know one touchdown through the air is probably not going to get the job done if your running game isn't top tier um so I thought it was a little bit underwhelming I don't think he even hit double-digit touchdowns through the air either now granted he was out a few weeks but you know nine touchdowns is really not good um I guess to put it honestly, Um, you know, I think he definitely showed what he can do through the ground too, and being a little bit of a dual threat guy, but um, I think it was a little bit underwhelming, but I'm definitely happy with the progress he made uh, as the season went on and not being able to, or excuse me, not turning the ball over against top defenses like the bills and bucks is definitely something to look forward to. Mm
1: -hmm. So when you look at this situation now, because a lot of people are looking at Joe Douglas and saying, Hey, you know, you're the guy that's definitely got to orchestrate continuing to make this team better than what we saw this season. Again, we went 4-13. and 13. You need to get more talent on this roster. When you look at his past draft, this most recent draft, what player do you think has the most question marks going into next season from this past draft?
4: That's a tough question because I really don't think we have that many players with a lot of question marks. I guess if you had to pick one, it would probably be – Zach Wilson, I guess, or maybe Elijah Moore due to the health concerns. But at the same time, okay. when you ask me, who are you, most ex- who are you most excited to see? The answer is going to be the same, mm-hmm. Zach Wilson and Elijah Moore. I think they fit the criteria for most questions uh, and most mm-hmm. excited to see. So mm-hmm. because Joe Douglas really didn't what? have that many bad picks. And I guess if you want to, you know, put like Jonathan Marshall or something like that, I mean, you, I guess you could mm-hmm. for most questions. But it's like, how much do you really expect out of a late sixth round pick? um yeah so you know that's sort of how i look at that okay
1: yeah no listen i hear you there's a lot of there's a lot of guys you can ask about that like you said as well there's i mean there's question about zach wilson as far as him getting better you know we want to see kind of what he turns into we saw some really we saw some great flashes but, you know, we also saw some uh-huh. low lights as well. We saw some issues. We saw a four interception oh, yeah. game. We saw all those things. So, yeah, you know, there's, there's definitely some questions there. And, again, there's you know, I know that there's people as well that are saying, hey, we need to see Elijah Moore stay healthy next season to really, you know, be like this because he had a big-time impact for us this season as well. But when you look at that draft as well, what player do you think Joe Douglas got the best value from?
3: Oh, that's tough
4: because there's three players that obviously come to mind in Elijah go Vera Tucker, Elijah Elijah Vera Tucker, Elijah Moore, and Michael Carter. Um, if you really want to just look at value, I would probably go Michael Carter because he was in the fourth round. But in terms yep. of best move, I would really give it to Elijah Vera Tucker because we moved up and showed the aggressiveness that Joe Douglas is willing to take, which we were all questioning to begin with. And not only that, but Elijah Vera Tucker is one of the only rookies who stayed healthy the entire season. And not only that,
0: mm.
10: but
4: on top of all of that, he was just phenomenal. He was like one of our only bright spots on, offense, uh, on the mm. offensive line other than George Fant. They were really the only two guys who were consistently reliable for us on the offensive line. And for a rookie, yeah. I mean, we need all the offensive line help we can get to begin with. And so knowing that we have a guy who can stay healthy and prove himself to be, you know, a – who knows, like, I guess a top 10 guard you could even say now. Um, And then looking forward, it's just – he's a really exciting pick for me because I think those are the picks – the offensive line picks, obviously nobody likes them. They want the more exciting, flashy picks. But the good teams are both behind solid offensive lines, and those picks get a little bit swept on, and Elijah Vera Tucker falls right into that category. And I think he's somebody who we should be very, very fortunate to have.
1: Yeah, and I remember people were complaining about, you know, Joe Douglas giving up some, you know, some mid-round capital. I think it was like a Uh fourth-rounder, like, to to move up and get get a lot. Do you remember that? It was like people were actually complaining about that, and he probably, you know, got the best left guard out out that draft, just giving up nothing to move up and get that kid. It was phenomenal. So my final question for you, Jacob, before I let you go, is going into free agency, we got this draft upcoming as well. What do you think is the
4: biggest hole in the New York Jets roster? Yeah, this is going to be a little bit of a longer answer for me because uh, me just doing like a one-sentence answer isn't really going to explain the full thing. Um, you know, I think interior offensive line is 100% number one. Um, obviously, safety is up there as well. Uh, maybe another linebacker. Uh, obviously, Quincy Williams and C.J. Mosley were fantastic for us. But, you know, Blake Cashman, I don't even know what he's doing. He's probably at home playing video games with a broken foot or something like that. Uh, whoever else we have linebacker, whoever, whoever else we have at linebacker, they're not healthy, not good enough. Um, so another linebacker is definitely up there as well. Um, but I think interior offensive line and safety are the two biggest needs. But going into the draft, um, as much as I would wait, like wait, to wait, take Evan, on, Neal as hold on a
1: second, Jacob. I just, I just want to make sure that I, I'm clarifying what you just said. You think interior yeah. offensive line and safety are our two greatest needs?
4: I do believe so. And you could argue another linebacker as well, because when you look at like you a don't pass think that... rusher. Go ahead. Yeah. 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 Ahead. When you look at pass rushers, obviously, you know, they weren't all we hoped they would be, uh, but we didn't have mm-hmm. Carl Lawson and John Franklin Myers. It, everyone's saying, you know, when we gave him that contract extension, he really underperformed from there. But if you look at the stats, he had 53 pressures this season. That's fantastic. That's three a game. If you can get three a game, Uh, out of a rotational, maybe, you know, a starting defensive end who can rotate a little bit. That's everything you want out of a guy like that. And along with Quinton Williams, obviously, we know what he's capable of. Carl Lawson coming back. Sheldon Rankins was – I mean, he was good while he was playing, but he didn't stay healthy. But um, I think I'm really – I'd be good with us going out in free agency and getting another pass rusher as well to complement all of those guys. But if it's not Aiden Hutchinson or Kayvon Thibodeau there at four, I don't want to stick Mm -hmm. a uh, pass rusher there. I would much rather take Evan Neal, Tyler Linderbaum, Derek Stingley, you know, one of those guys who fills a bigger need. But what I was trying to say was when it comes to Evan Neal, as much as I'm wanting to take him if he's there at four, which I don't think he is going to be there to begin with, but if he is there at Mm -hmm. four, I really don't know where we're going to put him because – He plays left tackle. We have Makai Becton uh, hopefully coming back at full health, and we know how good he was in his rookie year when he was healthy, tossing people around. So then the next thought becomes, all right, well, then you move him to left guard. But we have Elijah Vera Tucker there who's been just as fantastic in his rookie year, really proving himself. So then the third thought becomes, okay, well, then you move him opposite to right tackle. Fant was also phenomenal this year. So I really don't know where he fits in. Uh, as great of a player as he is, and I just, it's one of those problems. It's a good problem to have where we don't know where to put this stud offensive tackle, uh, for us at least, but I, I really don't know where he fits in. So if he's there at four, I could almost see us trading down a little bit for a team who wants to come up and get him and then grabbing Tyler Linderbaum because I'm 100% on the same side as you are when it comes to him. I think he's somebody who we should very, very much need to take because our interior offensive line, that center and right guard, was just not good at all. Uh, LBP, he was good for us while he played, but I, obviously he yeah. has medical concerns, and he even said himself, I don't know if I'm even going to be able to play football in 2022. So yeah. I think, you know, with who's behind us in the draft, we got at four, the Giants are at five, and the Panthers are at six. Now that the Giants mm-hmm. fired their head coach and general manager – you could definitely see them wanting to take a quarterback, and if Carolina wants to move up, if that could be a trade partner for us if they want to give us some picks and move up to four. Uh, and then at 10, we have Washington and Minnesota behind us. Minnesota fired their head coach as well. If they want to come up with their new head coach and grab a quarterback and jump Washington, I think we have two solid uh, you know, trade-down pieces as well. Trade partners, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're talking – you're talking that talking
1: again. We'll continue to talk about the draft as it comes. We'll really get in depth with that. We'll talk about free agency on the next shows and the upcoming shows. But Jacob, I'm telling you, you're bringing the heat tonight, man. Let me go ahead and give you a hand, man. Let me give you a hand. Cause you brought some heat, some fire. You brought some fire. Not too, not too much. Not too much. Studio audience. Not too much. All right. hope pay y'all for all of that. Okay. I'll pay I y'all for the additional clap. Yeah, and we will. We will, Jacob. So I got to get back to these lines, Jacob. Listen, we got draft shows. We got free agency coming up. We'll definitely have discussions about a lot of different things. Again, thank you for calling in 100%. tonight. You have yourself a good night, Jacob. All right, you too. All right. Listen, Jacob calling in with that fire. We're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, 515 Five one five six zero two nine six three nine 515 is the number. Call in. Salute to all the savages in the chat. NY Jets, FL, Steel Stone, Daniel Roberts. All my guys just going off in there. Salute to y'all. We got to get back to these lines. Next, I'm going to my guy, Venom. For those of you that do not know, okay, Venom is a savage. Damn, that boy's a savage. Don't play with Venom, bro. Venom, salute to you. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. (laughs) <laughs> oh, man, here we go. Here are your thoughts about Zach Wilson's rookie year? How do you assess it? What are your thoughts about it?
9: I think he had a good rookie season. I, I, I wouldn't mm-hmm. say it's underwhelming, but, you know, with everything going on in the world today and all of our players being hurt on the. On the wide uh, wide receiver room, we we couldn't really see what Zach could do. Even in the last game, he didn't have yeah. you know players to throw to, so we can't really judge him right now. And with the offensive line, She's mm-hmm. giving up what eight nine sacks. You you can't really see what he's going to be. <laughs> but just I, I like the fact that he he didn't commit no turnovers in the last six games or whatever. Games. But he, five games. He's 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 doing he's you know he's doing good man. It's coming along. I think you know the only thing that I like is that for Mer- um, just being familiar within the system, you know, under the second year of this coaching staff, he'll he'll understand it a lot. He doesn't have to think as much, and I think that goes for all these players this year coming back in the mm-hmm. second year in the system. So just like CP said, it's just, you know, once you're in a system, you're thinking so much the first year. Once you understand it and know it, now it's like second knowledge to you. You don't have to think that much. Now you just go and play. So I think we're going yeah. to see a lot of progression from everybody in that was there this year. Yeah. So when you look at this,
1: this, uh, this roster, man, what are your thoughts on the job that Joe Douglas has done do you do you applaud it? Is there is there huge holes to you? I mean, what do you think that he's done so far, what what is your grade for him so far as a general manager?
9: Yeah, I give him a B plus. I don't think his I don't I don't think he did a horrible job. I think mm-hmm. you know certain guys just didn't work out, like the Ma'Kai Beckton thing. He's hurt, man. Like you can't really you you can't put that on Joe Douglas. You can't. Certain things that happened to us, we can't say is Joe Douglas. He did the right thing this off season by bringing in Carl Lawson. He brought in the safety from um, San Francisco, it, and everybody just was hurt. So he can't. He he went and did the right thing. We just didn't get to see these players on the field. So it's not him. He did what he was supposed to. The the draft was amazing this year. So he he did what he was supposed to. I give him a, a B plus. So. You know, I, I like even even in the conference press conference today, they just they, they're sick and tired of being sick and tired of being the laughing stock of the AFC right now. So they they mean business this go around. Yeah, they can't they yeah. can't. Yeah, they said you know six wins in two years that's not acceptable by any means stand, anybody's standards. So you know they and I know Robert Sala he wants to. Anything that's attached to his name, he wants it to be something reputable.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, he, you know, you talking that talk. So when you look at this roster right now, one of the big things is making sure that players come about, right? Making sure that you draft guys, mm-hmm. they come in and they work out. Well, if you look at this past draft class, I mean, there's been some dudes that have definitely made some impact this year. So for you, of outside of Zach Wilson, what rookie, this year for you out of the recent the most recent draft class has made the biggest impact in your mind
9: man i can't i can't even say one but all of them just came along and you know you got to pick one they, they give all, me one come on oh god give me one man gonna, give me one uh, give you know me one the, and back end, me at the back no, at the back end, I, I, I like my man Pinnock. I like my man Pinnock in the back end. So I heard everybody really? go with, you know, LVT. Okay. I, I'm going to go with Pinnock, man. So I'm going to go with Pinnock.
0: <laughs>
1: okay.
9: Venom said, I'm going to I'm going to yeah. go with
1: Pinock. So, okay, he, he, he yeah. did different. He said, I'll go with Pinnock. I'm going to have a way different take than yeah. everybody else. He passed up on Tucker, yeah, yeah. Moore, Carter, yeah. both the Carters. He said nothing about Echo. Yeah. He said, I'm going with Pinnock. That's my guy. Okay.
9: Yeah. Okay. I hey, feel that You know, so that's that's what yeah. I'm going with. I'm going with my man Pinnock. I, a All cornerback right. playing strong playing safety out there and he's looking good at doing mm-hmm. it. So, you know, in the middle of the season he gotta to transfer to another position and then hold it down at the same time. He's been he's, he did his thing this year, man.
1: So when you look at this roster yeah. currently, man, because we talked about mm-hmm. the rookies, we talked about the drafts. What do you think is the biggest hole on the New York Jets roster as of right now? Watching this full season.
9: Oh man, we got to talk about who we got to get out of here. We got to get a whole bunch of dudes out of here. Oh man, Joe, I got to give a whole bunch of people. I they should start a line and just have me with a bunch of pink slips. I give them all. Uh, we got to get. No, but I, honestly, I think I think we got to get Ashton Davis out of here. We got to get Cashman uh, out of here. You know, what's the biggest uh, hole, though? It's,
1: what's the biggest hold though, Venom? What do you think? Offensive
9: line? Do you
1: think safety? Do
9: you think pass line? Offensive what's the line, of course, of course, of course, of okay. course. We're we're always uh, we're always in line with that offensive line, man. Offensive line, of course, that's the biggest hole. Without that, you okay. can't get – you can't see what these players are going to be. You can't see what Michael Carter could be. You can't see mm-hmm. what Zach and Elijah is going to be without a, a steady offensive line. So uh, this year, Joe Douglas is going to have to break the bank. He's going to have to give some people some bags, some big bags, you know. So yeah. he's going to have to bring in some, some palleted people. Don't penny pinch no more. Penny pinching time is over. You got to just – yeah. <laughs> bring in, bring in, bring out, break out some big bags, Yeah, Yeah, that's a fact. He's He's got to throw the bag. He's
1: absolutely got to throw the bag. Now, yeah. ben, this is my final question. For, I need you to take quick on this one. Mm-hmm. Denzel Mims, Ashton Davis, man, are they big question marks going forward in the future to you?
9: Of course, of, of course, both of them are. You know, we got to get both mm. of them. I, I would give both of them their walking papers today. If it was up to me, i give give them both their walking papers. Get out of here. Take your bags. We, don't even take your bags. We'll mail them to you. You know. We, Damn. <laughs> I, 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 nah, Denzel. Damn, Denzel. Man. I think I, I want to give Denzel another year to build up in the system. Ashton Davis. He okay. could go on. They could they could let him go. Get. We need a veteran in the free agency. Place him at safety. I don't think we need no safety in the draft right now. We could probably get somebody in the later rounds, but right now we should just um, get somebody, get veterans in the back end, hold that down, and then let these new get on free agents and rookies um, for, for the front line and just dominate that way, you know. Mm. So I think I, I, that's, that's where I'm going. I think we fill in these, some of these spots with some free agents and then get youthful at, at mm. all these um, positions of means. Wide receiver, pass, um, pass rushers. I think we got to go there. You know, stop, stop getting these, you know, offensive linemen and then plugging them at positions that they haven't played before, and getting these old washed up old linemen. You know, I know mm-hmm. we were saying McGovern, McGovern, get him out of here. You got to get Ben Rotten out of here. If we, I, I would like to keep LVT if we could, but I don't think I don't know how how stable he's going to be, but we got to get uh, some more people in this in this offensive line room.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, we do. We got to shore that up because let me tell you something. I keep talking to people about it, and I know they don't want to hear it. Uh, apparently, Conor McGovern's a top 10 center. I don't – I know where that came from, but it's just mind-blowing that people are saying that to me. All right? I'm not top saying 10? he's the worst of the worst. Yeah, I, top, top 10. I mean, like, come on, bro. Like, come on. Y'all oh, got to stop my this. God. Listen. I don't get it when you look at what's been going on. Zach Wilson jacked up his TCL, and it came from interior pressure, just like we have been dealing with the last three years. It was McGovern and Van Roten could not figure things out. I know, Venom, you were on the – you called – Venom, were people not calling into the show earlier this year saying that we should bench – weren't they calling in earlier saying that we should bench uh, McGovern? I I swear I have people calling and they should
9: Van Rotten
1: and McGovern, there was people calling in saying we could bench
9: both of them. (laughs) Yes, because they were – what is going on? People were paying – the players were paying their fare and running through them like Mm -hmm. turnstiles. And they they were – we saw this – we saw just in the – what was it? The last game, it just seems like by the time Zach got the ball, he was down on his knees. The player was right there. He had to hand it off. It's it's yeah. it's so much, man. They they're in that backfield so much, and these these are second string offensive linemen. So what do we want? You paying them five five million more more? That's more money than us. But they're professionals. They're supposed to get you know handle their handle their jobs, and they're not. So you get them out of here. Get somebody
0: that's yeah. yeah. that,
9: is, that uh, a solid underrated guy. Give somebody a chance to to you know make. Um, make that make that slot. Make it an open, yeah, to go open out there. Um,
2: competition. Exactly, Make yeah. that roster.
9: Go, exactly.
1: Go out there and make those plays. Yeah, don't, and, don't, listen, don't just Venom. give it to we, him we, because
9: we, you got money we, to him.
1: That's a fact. That's a fact. Listen, Venom, we're going to be talking about free agency. We're going to be talking about yes, the draft coming up. I got to get going. Listen, I want to thank you for calling in, Venom. Next show, I want to hear from Yo. you, all right? I want to hear from you, bro. All
9: right, definitely, Joe. Have a good one.
1: Are right, you have a good one? Listen, Vinny calling in with the
9: fire. Calling in with the fire,
1: like you. <laughs> and can we also not forget that Zach Wilson jacked up his PCL and has literally been talking about since he did that that the knee is not stable. Anybody remember that? Anybody remember him literally saying, "Hey, I don't feel like my knee is stable." He said that this season. You got to properly protect this dude or he's not going to be around for much long. You can't let your quarterback keep getting hit like that. So we'll talk about it. I'm going to have a lot of arguments. Salutes to everybody that called in tonight. This was a show. I'm coming to the end of my show right now. <laughs> you got to get out of here. You know what I'm saying? But salutes to everybody. Love the callers, love the passion, love the arguments and all the stuff. We'll continue to have these throughout the free, throughout the off season, free agency draft, all that stuff is coming. We'll continue to show. So, Listen, I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone, go on my Facebook page, type in Long Beach Joe Show, okay? Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on the Long Beach Joe Show. I'm also on Twitter as well at youngj 0 Again, that is Young j YoungJay000. Go there. Follow me. I'll follow you right back. You want to troll me? No issues. I'm the troll that lives under the bridge, and I will have my Vera Tucker jersey on at all times, at all times. You don't like it. You don't like it. He's one of the best offensive linemen in the league. You know what I'm saying? He's beasted. So we'll be down there trolling you. So if you want to troll us, we'll troll you right back. I'm also on – YouTube as well, Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube, Long Beach Joe Jets. Subscribe to that channel, click that notification bell, give my videos a thumbs up, and if you want to troll me, no issues, hit me in the comments and I'll troll you right back. I love it. And as always, people, when you see me in person and it it's arms out, chest open, free hugs for everyone. Free hugs for everyone. The hugs will cost you absolutely nothing. I want to thank everyone for calling in tonight. You folks are the absolute best. Thank you for taking your time out of your day to call in and watch the show. You folks are the greatest. So I want to thank you folks again. You folks have a good one. Peace.